0: Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan centric Chicago White Sox podcast hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey Sox fans, welcome to episode 221 of Good Guys Talk Back. I am Nick Morowski. This is a fan centric Chicago White Sox podcast. You can find it absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. Uh, also check out our YouTube channel, subscribe, join us. Uh, we try to do live shows on Sunday night, uh, 8, 8.30. It depends uh, tonight, 8.30. What a weekend uh, for our White Sox. What a homestand. Lots of good things to get to. Uh, joining me as always, my very good friend, diehard Sox fan, Pat Hester. Hello, sir.
1: Buddy, happy sweep of the Royals. Royal revenge as mm, they were you know, panning it, it on comcast sports net, sure. which was uh, our NBC sports rather which is you know mm-hmm. it was hilarious when it's royals mm-hmm. revenge and they were getting ready to hype up this series but it was nice to get a, a series sweep which is fun uh, uh six out of five or f- you know five out of six either way whatever way you want to spin it whatever math you do uh <laughs> i thought we were gonna math. run the table but that's okay it yeah. was a good week of white Sox baseball it's nice to be talking about some wins we're accomplishing the things that I want to get accomplished back to 10 under now. Just keep taking a bite at the apple, my man.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, the last time we talked, it was uh it was a rough weekend for the sacks. They were just starting this 13 game stretch against AL central uh, opponents. And here they are five and one uh, against the guardians and the Royals. They've got the guardians and tigers coming up uh, sacks first sweep of the year of the Kansas city Royals. And, each game was was great. I mean, there's just a lot of fun baseball uh, this past weekend. Some real beautiful weather in the south side. Uh, Sox 19-29. and 29. Okay, they're 10 games under five hundred, uh, And, you know, we're looking at standings uh, still. I mean, I do it from after, like, the first series I'm looking at standings. And, and that really is not the way to go, I think, right now. Uh, but they're six-and-a-half back as we record. But it's really looking at this this stretch that they're that they're on now, and they're gonna continue in Cleveland. This is what I, I'm I think this is critical. It's a critical mm-hmm. stretch. They've been playing a better brand of baseball. The bullpen's unhittable right now, which we can talk in, in specifics. Starters have been great. Um, you know, guys, you know, picking up other guys, you know, sometimes. You're not going to have the home run. Now th- there were some fun stuff in the uh, Cleveland series where they mm-hmm. had back to back games where they had three home runs, but you're not going to live on that. So you got to find other ways. Uh, and they went on a stretch where they didn't hit a home run until Luis Robert Jr. Yeah. Uh, got one on on Sunday. Uh, Jake Berger, man, I definitely want to get into your thoughts, Pat, on, on how to figure this one out um, with getting Berger in the lineup consistently, consistently with uh, Aloy coming back. So, um, any specific takeaways that you had from the week, or maybe just the weekend, um, with the Sox going five and one?
1: Well, I think there's we've seen you know not like the bar it was very high, but we've seen some better execution. We've seen some. You know, moving runners along, we've seen some you know uh, sacrifice flies here and there, and things that weren't happening for this team. It was like he had to get three hits in order to get a run in for crying out loud! And so that was that. You know, that excites me actually more than than hitting the ball at the ballpark is executing, getting runners in with uh, you know less than two outs uh, and a runner on third. So I, that's what I take away from it. It it shows me that maybe this offense, after almost like seemingly like forever is actually getting to the point where it needs, it's like, okay, let's, how do we execute this situation? Oh, that's right. We should probably try and hit a fly ball and get this run in. So that, that's what I like to see. You mentioned it too. Uh, with Joe Kelly, I mean, the, the, a man possessed right now. This is the guy that we were hoping for when we brought him in last year. Was this kind of a pitcher? He's been on on some kind of a tear. Came in and closed. The, I don't know if it counts as a close today. I think it did. Right? Does it count for a close today? I think it does. Three runs coming in 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 that situation. So uh, again, nailed it. Nailed it down for the Sox again today. Just uh, th- that's that's been a nice turnaround. So, those types of things, you know, you mentioned the home runs and they're always great, but I think the offensive execution, timely hitting, and the bullpen is really
0: what stood out for me. The bullpen in this uh, Kansas City series seven innings, one hit, zero runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. And to your point, Joe Kelly is absolutely unhittable. Nasty, nasty stuff. I don't think he's given up like anything in his last. Uh, eight nine appearances and a lot of strikeouts yeah um, he's got tons of movement Um, he's a guy that I just you know I haven't been able to figure out uh, I don't know if anybody has uh, we kind of knew okay this guy's got some potential when he came on with the Sox last year but coming off of some injuries um, I you know, sometimes it's control. Good Lord. I, you know, I don't know what you're going to get. And then I thought the pitch clock was going to be a little bit problematic, but he seems to have definitely found his way. And that's huge. You got Garrett Crochet coming back, who has got that fastball back up to 97 no, nowhere near maybe pre Tommy John right now, but a valuable uh, asset out of the bullpen, a lefty power arm coming back, and uh, Liam Hendricks man it looks like he could be any day I, I don't know i don't know if we've got an official timetable it's like grafol is checking in on hendricks and hendricks is up for what everybody wants to do and it's like well you know yourself best like there's no real uh, date for something like this but yeah it could ha- i feel like it could happen at any moment um, do
1: you wait for the next homestand just because or is it um yeah it's it's a baseball season you need one of your best relievers back in the bullpen doesn't matter if it's home or away
0: oh if he's ready to go I I I think you bring him you you, we need it you know these games are so important it's a shame that it didn't work out at home but you know that's not important the fact that he has been able to you know get healthy and 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 you know kick cancer's butt and what he's doing in Charlotte and and just the whole story. I think if he's ready to go, the the clubhouse is just going to be overwhelmed. Yeah, They're going to be overjoyed when he comes back home or away. But for the fans' sake, his first home game, though, I mean, that's going to be madness.
1: Do you bring him back? Because I don't remember where I heard this, but there was some chatter up. You know, do you bring him back in and just kind of let him get his feet wet, or do you bring him right into where where he's you know do what he's paid to do, and that's close ball games out. You know, or do you kind of let him get his sea legs a little bit, just bring him into a, it in a, into a relief opportunity, no matter where it is.
0: Oh, that's a good question. I, well, I don't. I'm not in there on those conversations. Um, They're not. And- <laughs> I not. They don't not consult hip. you yet. I'm not hip to uh, those. the mayor of Bridgeport,
1: <laughs> Nick Morawski, shaking hands I, and kissing babies yeah. in Lot B
0: today. What a what a great uh, day to tailgate in Lot B. It by was the way. Great. Yeah. Um, it's uh, look. I think you put him and put him right back in the ninth spot. Yeah. Uh, ninth inning spot. I mean, this guy. You know, he's gone on and he said, "Look, hey, if I give up a hit, I'm going to be absolutely ticked off." You know, if I give up a walk, I am ticked off. Like I am, I am just got, I've got as much energy, passion and uh, intent on this game as I did before. And I I think he holds himself to such a high standard. I think he would look at someone putting him in the, the sixth or the seventh as, I dare I say, like feeling sorry for him or something that, that he okay. wouldn't be able to handle the ninth. I mean, if he's back on the club ready to go, he's he's your ninth man.
1: Yeah, and and maybe this is a perfect time to, to bring him back on the road where maybe the emotion doesn't get to him because uh, let him get his sea legs that way in closed situations. You know, get him out there and because you know it's going to be an emotional uh, roller coaster for him. Uh, when he gets back home. And if the fans know he's going to be back, I think they come out, dare I say, in droves to support him because he's become such a fan favorite. I mean, I I would, if I had the opportunity to go see him when it, they're back in town in LA or versus LA and, and he, there's an opportunity to see him pitch or see him in the bullpen or, you know, whatever, I, I think people are coming out to see that regardless of the fact that it's the Angels and it's Shohei Otani and all that stuff too.
0: Yeah, and if he comes back uh, in Cleveland or if he comes back in Detroit, um, you know, hey, those fan bases have been around for a long time. There's some good baseball fans uh, everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I would say that you'd get Cleveland and Detroit fans giving him a standing ovation when he runs out just because of what he has done and what he has accomplished and the magnitude of that. Um, I I don't know. Uh, Again, I don't know the situation exactly, like how it's going to all – play out but it's an awesome like the fact that we're talking about this is is so great um and and another big boost i think for this club in terms of chemistry and how much he means to uh to the group how well respected he is um so uh that's all good um you know sydney a great point in the comments uh clevenger you know now on the il with a, a wrist issue you know i know they're supposed to be there's going to be a roster move made we'll see um you know i, I don't know uh, i as we're recording i haven't heard anything uh who's got the who's got the nod on monday uh in cleveland um it's uh it, this is the thought of maybe jesse schultons that he's going to be your yeah. arm because davis martin of course uh, went uh and had tommy john surgery uh but How did you? What did you like of the lineup? Sunday lineup going for the sweep. It was a bit of an interesting lineup, in my opinion.
1: Well, I'm not a fan of Sunday lineups to to begin with, but when you're ten games under 500, I I, I really don't like them because every game is important, and and I don't like the idea of listen. It's a getaway day. We're gonna. I'm sorry, you. I was thinking about this today, Nick, and I don't know if this is a dumb comment, meatball type comment or not um if if your team's winning you've earned the uh opportunity to have sunday lineups this team has not had earned the opportunity to have sunday lineups is is that crazy am i saying something out of bounds i i'm sorry you don't have an opportunity we need every game we need our best we need our best team on the field
0: all hands on deck that that is a term that has been talked about a lot on the pre and post and nbc uh, sports chicago with chuck and ozzy of course Uh, and I, you know, I, 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 echo that, especially when you have a chance to sweep and, and build some more momentum going into Monday uh, into Cleveland, which, you know, it's going to be a tough place. You're going to see Jose Ramirez. He'll be back mm-hmm. in the lineup. Most likely Josh Naylor to two guys that we didn't really have to deal with too much. Uh, Ramirez not at all Naylor for like a game or half a game or something mm-hmm. when uh, we face the guardians here on the South side. So, Uh, TA got a a day off. He eventually uh, got into the lineup when uh, Cactus League legend Hanser Alberto decided to call himself safe, uh, when running down the base path to try to beat out a bunt. And it looked like he tore his some sort of rotator cuff. I am sorry to laugh about this, but I have never seen anything quite like that in my life. I'm watching this after joining you at your tailgate. I'm like, all right. We went back, I got back home watching the game. And I just was I, I I had to just I had to actually take a video of that and like say almost for prosperity to have this because I've never seen I mean you you've seen people running trying to beat a, a bunt out or a single or whatever and they're like just reaction
1: and mm-hmm.
0: how violent Hanser or Alberto or maybe just because I don't know that arm is just not worked properly. I don't know. <laughs> He, he crumpled into a pile and he had to leave the game I mean that one that oh. one's an all-timer i'm sorry uh and it's been a wild like last couple of years for the sox team that one's nuts i rumor is like he'll he he'll avoid the il but um oh man that that was not a good look so uh, you know, what are you gonna I, do I didn't it?
1: see it. I didn't see yeah. it live because that was when I was in the uh, in the Xfinity Kids Zone with my kids, sure. and I got sent a video. And, and yeah. it just the the text said, "You can't make this stuff up," or something like that. I'm like, "What? Oh Lord, what happened now? What did I miss?" You kind of don't see a lot. You know, I'm waiting yeah. in line uh for something with the kids and then i'm like am i what am i looking at here i didn't know i thought somebody assaulted him i thought maybe somebody <laughs> shot him with a bb gun or
0: you think, like uh,
1: what what happened here what is going on
0: daryl boston tripped him or something, well, or something. Well, no something. think you know no. daryl boston was a, a type ship yeah <laughs> yeah he uh <laughs> he's untouchable over there um yeah that was that was bizarre so ta did get in and uh so he didn't start the game, but uh, Grafol said, uh, you know, the you know some of the reasoning is not necessarily because Ta has been scuffling, which he absolutely has, is because he's played uh, a lion's share of the game since coming back from this knee sprain, which he also has maybe fifteen of sixteen, something like that, before getting the day off. But I, I say to your point, like. Hey man, this is a tough game. Every everybody's dealing with something. And do Mm -hmm. not take the royals lightly. You know, you could get into one rough game and it it could spiral. Uh I I just think you had to you had to keep you had to keep at it. Uh Vaughn had a Vaughn had a day off as well. Um he he is I don't know if that one, I don't know what was going on with that. I didn't hear a reasoning of that. Uh, if that was like uh, to rest the legs, some sort of workload management. Can or I if ask that was a question just,
1: about you... resting legs? What are these guys <laughs> doing with their legs every day? I mean, they were, uh, my goodness gracious. Are they like dead lifting a thousand pounds after each game? Oh, they're in to It was leg day. Yeah. Today. I mean, my I goodness gracious. Um,
0: I don't know. Look, I don't, I, I have no idea what the stretching program is like uh, over there. I don't know. Uh, the agility, all this other stuff, what goes into it. I, I would wonder, I would, I would like to know if it's possible for conditioning staff to get like a, get someone that runs long distance or somebody that really conditions their legs well. And and that's, you know, man, to, to the type of stretches that you need to do, the hip flexor stretches, uh the rolling, man, the foam roller, um just to kind of you know, get the tendons all loosey goosey. I, I don't know. Was it worth having somebody like that on staff? I, I don't know what happened to Andrew just the I foam just know that... guy. <laughs> I just hey look, I'm you should have roller sold, roller sold
1: foam rollers, Daughter, you, that could have been your career. I'm telling <laughs> just, you, you have been an advocate ask me. for foam I'm rollers. Just the foam you roller you got guy. stock in foam rollers. It's amazing. You go back <laughs> have you that. ever used a foam roller? I have, I have. Okay. I have. Right. They're they're almost they're uncomfortable.
0: Well, that's because you you all well, you might be doing it wrong, but it, well, it's I'm supposed sure. to be it's supposed to be slightly uncomfortable. You got to knead out that knot that you have in your thigh or in your calf or whatever. Like it'll it'll get better, and then you and then it'll be just velvety smooth, and gotcha. uh, yeah, everything will be will be fine. I, I think they maybe gave uh, Vaughn a rest because he's uh, he just hasn't been performing. Uh, very well lately mm. but i'm not wor- i'm not too worried about Andrew Vaughn i know there's a lot of people that are worried about him and there's all kinds of fun you know numbers that will back that up i get it um he is not where people wanted him to be right now i, I thought he'd be performing a little bit better but my my biggest worried had been the bullpen and the starting rotation yeah uh, you're just not you're not going to get back up to 500 and beyond or, or hang with anybody if you don't have pitching you know, and the bullpen, especially like with starters, not going five or six, which has changed recently. And you're Mm -hmm. asking a a awful bullpen to log that many more innings. I thought that was just a recipe for disaster. All that needed to change. Uh, Obviously offenses is critical. Power is critical for this team. That's kind of how they were built in a way. But now that the starting pitching is, is pretty much back. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with this Clevenger spot, but was really impressed with, uh, you know, Michael Kopech. I mean, can oh, we spend wow. just a, a minute or two, maybe five on Michael Kopech? Um That that outing he had on Friday to kick off the weekend, that was unprecedented. I mean, well, that, that, you've never seen anything like that from him. Yeah, uh,
1: let's just start with because I think I think there's been maybe a little bit of a a dialogue out there. Well, it was it was the Royals. Let's not give him too much credit. The the dude was dealing and and the fact that he went eight innings, no walks, 10 strikeouts and had faced the minimum and the team eventually faced the minimum for the game. That's an impressive game.
0: I, I mean, I don't care who you're facing. Well, that stuff he had on Friday would have beat just about anybody. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, he was able to put whatever pitch he wanted where he wanted it. There was so much life. There was giddy up on Mm -hmm. that fastball. Uh, He was in, he was just in command. Yeah. He was absolutely command. And he talked about it in post game, you know, mechanically and mental. Mental is really big for him, you know, being able to just kind of wrap his brain around everything that's going on and he can kind of, he has a balance off of the field and um but his previous start four and two-thirds innings six walks he only gave up like one hit it wasn't a horrible outing but man when you give up that many walks your your pitch count is astronomical you're not you're doing the team a disservice Mm -hmm. and he's got the stuff we all know he has the stuff haven't seen it like for consistent stretches but on Friday, he recorded an out in the 8th inning for the first time in his in, in his major league baseball career. <laughs> I mean, that
1: <laughs> that's something.
0: That is really it's he, he what a, you know, he's come a long way. Yeah. We've been waiting for stuff like this. Yeah. Now, is he going to do this again his next start? No. It's very rare that you're going to have your A++ stuff uh, with you, you know, back-to-back starts. Sometimes it's like it's here every now and then and that's the beauty of pitching you got to figure out how to make the most out of what you have and sometimes it's like b stuff sometimes it's c plus when it's a plus plus it's like you better have your command and and, you know just hey set it and forget it uh but with him i think this is such a good building block and Mm -hmm. okay it happened against the royals great uh it was nice that our uh you know we we didn't we did not have our offense going, so we needed that kind of start on Friday. But I, I don't I don't care about if it was against the Royals or not. It was Michael Kopech. Like, yeah. that's big for him mm-hmm. uh, and, and, of course, for this rotation.
1: Well, I really enjoyed – you know, obviously the command was fantastic. You talked about the life on the fastball. I don't know that the fastball was, you know, necessarily like – much faster than it has been all year. Maybe it was a mile or two, but it was that rising fastball that
0: was able to get it, guys out. It seemed out. like and the it, last few feet before he yeah, played, it, it, like, it just it, like takes it, off.
1: It, it has that pop. It has that rise, which makes it a lot. Before that, it, most of it was just flat and it's a flat fastball and it's easy to hit. Um, when he's pitching like that up in the zone, especially left-handers, they've got no shot. They, they really have no shot of doing anything with it. So, And the slider, he was able to throw a slider whenever he wanted it. Right. He, I think he threw a slider to get somebody out. It was a three-one count. I don't remember who it was, but he threw a nasty slider and it didn't obviously it wasn't a strikeout, but it he got the out. And, and it's like, wow, you wouldn't think normally Michael Kopeck probably not throwing a, a three-one slider there because he doesn't want to walk him. Uh, but he had such confidence and such control, and and, and sebi was just putting the right uh fingers down. It was Sebi catching him mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, doing a great job behind the plate, catching him. And, and unfortunately just a little broken bat, you know, uh, single that, that ended it, but, um, it was great and it was fun to watch. And I was watching the game with my six year old, now seven year old. And, you know, normally he's up and moving around and we're playing catch or something while we're watching the game. And he's like, I'm like, you need to come over and just sit and watch this game. Just really focus in. And he's like, why? I'm like, just really watch just really like Brian watch. Like, Regan bit there yeah just really <laughs> intently watch this and it was fun it was it was uh you know you wish for that all the time you're not going to get it all the time like you had mentioned but listen that's something you can draw back on now he's got a little something and go okay I find, I've gotten into the eighth inning before I've been able to overcome this and overcome that those are the experiences you can draw on now and hopefully he becomes the pitcher that we want him to be for the rest of the year. Um, but time will tell.
0: Yeah, it, it be up until Friday, it was like, Well, I've never gone into the eighth, I've yeah. never had success in the eighth. Uh, and and now he can build off of this and he's got some video proof and in you he can work on just maintaining that repeatable motion, the mechanics, and and hopefully keeping you know the mental aspect of it. Uh, solid and and working on that, but that was huge. I mean, I I was tracking the starting pitching this past week uh, compared to the previous week and how they were handling specifically uh, counts when they had two strikes on a hitter. You know, how did, how did they handle that? Because we, I've seen lately up until this past homestand, which was much better. I mean, I I just have seen uncompetitive pitches uh, with Mm. two strikes go way too much of the zone Um, and, and it was different. There was an approach that, you know, is even with Lynn, like hitting up at the top of the zone guys, guys really mixing up eye levels and, Mm -hmm. uh, playing with the corners and, and, and that I I like to see that because that is, there's some growth there. You know, you obviously have a new plan. Like you, you figured out what wasn't working and, and you put some new things in place That I like to see. That gets me excited of like, oh, okay, this team actually does some sort of preparation. Like they're trying to improve, um, you know, on some of their blind spots. So, uh, you know, starting pitching, bullpen, uh, exciting stuff. The Jake Berger, um, I don't know if we can call it summer of Berger, but this is a a season right now for Jake Berger that I honestly, I never thought it was going to come to this. I didn't think he was going to have the opportunity. You know, uh, a few injuries here and there, and he and he was able to give, get an opportunity. He just absolutely forced his way, you know, to stay on this club. And I don't, I don't know what what to make of uh, an Aloy Jimenez return. The whole burger to second or Pedro Graffold even entertaining an idea of going to the outfield. Uh, oh, I saw no, that goodness. bubble up. Uh a couple days ago, Grafo even spent some time talking about it, said that the conversation has been had, but it he but he said it might not be the best. <laughs> hey, you that's think where this yeah, you think <laughs> but that's what the socks have themselves into here between sheets and Berger, you know, who they homered in back to back games yeah. early in this past homestand. Uh, you know, sheets man, when when he's hot. You just got to ride that hand. And they gave him, yeah. I believe, a day off on that third game of the Cleveland series mm-hmm. because there was a lefty on the mound, which is all, the handedness stuff just drives me crazy. But that's how, you know, playing the percentages. That's mm-hmm. how they're doing things. So thank you,
1: Mr. Burns.
0: <laughs> um, but burger Sheets, and now uh, Jimenez, do you have thoughts on like, have you tried to think about how this can be? When when will guys play? When will there be breathers? Will you platoon certain positions?
1: I think they should go to softball rules. Uh, you know, my daughter's team, twelve U. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in the in the field or not. Everybody hits, mm. right? So just let everybody hit. Twenty six man rotations sure. or, or this roster. Everybody yeah. hits, no matter what. I honestly don't know, Nick. I mean, he's he's earned a spot on this roster, and he he's he's. <sighs> Is he there situationally, a pinch hit opportunity here and there? Is he going to give a guy a day off here or there? I'd like to get him more at bats, but I don't know how that's going to happen. Um, honestly, Nick, I, I hate to say it, but eventually a lawyer will go down and and we won't be worried about this conversation.
0: Oh, Is you that, really think it's just a, it's a matter of time before Jimenez has another injury?
1: I mean, uh, history tells me he will. Yeah. And and maybe it won't be catastrophic. Maybe there won't be another organ that fails that has to be removed. But um, it, it maybe it's it's something else for a short stint, and he's going to be. I'll tell you what.
0: Right now, he has sometimes. I think I've seen him try to call himself safe after running things well, clear, out. Oh Lord. I think there needs to be just a whole team, just kind of memo or just something on the plane to Cleveland. Like, look, like let's just let's not do that anymore. Let's not call ourselves. <laughs> got to take, run. Uh, Remember
1: when Mo- it was a Molly Shannon, Shannon, when she uh, guest starred on Seinfeld and she didn't move her arms when she walked. That's, right. that's everybody just run down to first with their <laughs> arms straight down.
0: And, a well, they've got a back pocket, but yeah, there needs to be like just uh yeah, some sort of, uh, yeah. Or just Boston, like tries to bear hug them after they get past right after they get past the base somehow, like, so they limit their arms from from flailing around. Uh, yeah, I I mean, the problem with all of this musical chair stuff, it's great to have some kind of like like depth, this like weird kind of three-headed monster depth of Sheets, Berger, Aloy. Aloy can play a little bit of right field. He can DH. Um, Berger can DH. He can play first. He can play third. I don't think they're going to put him at second. And sheets can play first sheets can D H he's been playing a lot of right field. I personally don't like him out there in right field, but he has to have, you need his bat. So that has been always the problem with Gavin sheets. So Mm -hmm. uh, the issue is consistency. You know, when Aloy got hurt last year and you're going to ask me, well, which time I don't, it was later in the season or mid season was one of his injuries. Mm -hmm. And, he was being rested. He got, he came back, he'd play a few games and he'd sit. He'd mm-hmm. play a few games and he'd sit. And, and I think I've talked about this before. And he was very open, you know, in the media and said, it's tough for me to get into a groove when that's happening. Yeah. When I'm just sitting on the bench being used every two or three games. Now, when he started DHing, he was playing every day and he caught fire you know, and, and Berger's been playing regularly and he's been able to catch fire. You know, do you, I don't know if that would happen if he was just being used every now and then that is very difficult to do to yeah. just come off the bench. And, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It's not for everybody. Now it's going to have to happen though. That's yeah. the situation that they have for themselves, but I don't think Mancada's going to second and Berger's going to play third. I don't think that's a thing that Grafo wants to do, just from some of his comments recently.
1: Yeah, I, I think, uh, my, oh boy, you know, I've entertained this crazy thought before, but if if I had to choose between one person playing second and the other, it's Juan Mykata, right? I, I mean, I, I'd rather have Burger at a position he's actually played and played more recently than, than having him try and figure out second base and, and turning a double play. I mean, is, is that crazy?
0: It's not crazy, but then you got to look at it. Mancata's angle It's like, well, he hasn't played second in a while, and if he's really comfortable uh, at third, then, I, and I like what he's been doing with the bat. You know, he's he, yeah. I, I, he seems to be somewhat consistent lately since he's come back, and you know, Ricky Renteria made a comment many years ago after that switch when Mankata went to third, and Ricky said something to the effect of, you know, in at second base, there can be a lot of downtime, and you can just kind of get lost in the game out there, meaning mm-hmm. you have mind lapses. You know, you, you might not be as sharp when the ball is hit to you, and that could carry over with the bat. Ricky made a point of when we moved him to third, you have to be on at all times. It's such mm-hmm. a reactionary position. And we saw then it car- carry over with the bat. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you're going to move Mancada from third. You know, I know yeah. he can play second, but I don't think that's what they're going to want to do for him. Um, and then you've got Elvis Andrews that could be back relative, you know, relatively soon. Um, yeah. So that there's like, that, that you're playing with the chemistry too. And I think chemistry is important. You know, you might yeah. have a, a group of guys that just, it just hits with these guys for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then you think on paper, well, by adding these guys back in, we should have a better lineup. But it doesn't work out that way sometimes. So I, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made. I don't think we need to deal with it too soon. Although Jimenez has talked about wanting to come back, you know, maybe, maybe this week. You know, maybe yeah. by next weekend. I don't know.
1: Well, uh, that, that seems, isn't that early that that's a, that's a early time. It, like, it was like, it was like two to three, three years early. or something I heard. And you said yeah. you should come back from an appendectomy in like a, a couple of days and be fine. And, and I playing, thought it was four you know, to six weeks, Mike I Tyson knockout and you're, you're great. Well,
0: when I had my appendix out, I was in third grade and, uh, they did it differently. The procedure was just, you know, now it's just like a small little incision. It's all lasers, I'm sure. And, uh, you're, you're back on your feet doing normal you know whatever but probably not playing baseball or any type of uh, athletic sport for me it was like i was in the hospital for a couple days after the procedure but then i got back to mike tyson's punch out and uh you know excite bike and the normal 10 year old video game activities rather quickly so do you put a foam
1: roller on that on that wound and is <laughs> no roll, roll it that tender out? Very oh, tender. You gotta let that, go. that
0: would not. That's not a soft tissue situation. Oh, that's, okay, uh, I didn't know. Yeah, I, that was. I that do was, it all
1: wrong. I I've been using. Maybe that's been the problem. I'd be using foam. my foam roller as a yeah. joust, like on American yeah.
0: gladiators. Oh well, of course that would be. If we had foam rollers at kids when that when that show Nitro and these other folks would come on, uh, that would that foam roller would have been destroyed from some sort of uh, reenactment.
1: Well, well, I I'm excited to see him back because he went down and and he was playing good baseball, right? He was he was he was a a force in the lineup, and I think Stony had talked about it, like the this lineup is going to be revived and 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 back, and as things are coming back, and there's it lengthens the lineup, but I, I don't know, it seemed like a pretty long lineup with Jake Berger in there every day too, so. And then maybe it's a situation, Nick, too, where you look at it and go, well, Jake has been so productive at home. Maybe you're looking at him getting in the lineup more, you know, for home games and less on the road. He just he's got one home run, I think, on the road and the rest of them all at home. He likes hitting at guaranteed rate field. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but unfortunately, it might be just a a matchup situation. Who matches up best against his pitcher tonight? where do i need my best fielder where can i kind of hide somebody in the field today where can i get a dh and then i don't know it's just it's a lot of mix and match situation i guess
0: do you do you find Hanser alberto to give you a lot of value these days uh well not really
1: yeah i
0: mean i mean he's
1: he, he's he's just a guy nick i mean <laughs> just, he's just a guy he's a brick dude. and mortar guy just, and you yeah. can find those guys in a lot of places
0: yeah i i i don't know if i i feel like his days to me are kind of done some of the stuff that he's been doing lately he's gotten very bunt happy and yep. uh I, I don't quite understand where his mentality has been at with that and Look, I don't think Lenin Sosa is the absolute answer right now, but if you're gonna if you're gonna go with a, a guy that might be your future, I, I don't know. Sosa seems to be more of your future than Hans or Alberto. Um, I, the Sacks kind of are. I feel like they've got one foot in, one foot out. Of yeah, are we playing for tomorrow or are we playing for today? And I, I think this thirteen game stretch might might give them. Uh, some clarity on that but obviously the the rumors swirl you know whether it's Giolito or Joe Kelly who who are who are other teams you know knocking on uh, on the door well that'd be kind of weird if they flew and just knocked on the door and just say hey hey uh, <laughs> I just, thought I'd just check in on these players who are they you know calling Han about in the white sox um you know and, and, and there's there's the ta stuff you know do you think ta at all, would get moved, um, you know, at the deadline.
1: You know what, Nick, as it stands right now, it's six and a half out, even though you're 10 games under you're six and a half out. And and I get the conversation that's had a lot. And I understand why, if we were in this division, we'd be, you know, in last place by a bunch, we would be 10 games behind the worst team in that division, or we'd be, you know, but the reality is we can't change that. The, 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 we are in the division we're in. The Twins, the Mighty Twins are three games over and, and lead this division over us by six and a half games, which is insane to me to even think about. So the division has decided, again, to wait for us. And and I don't think that you can, in your right mind, uh, right now, uh, be entertaining moving anybody. Um, when it gets closer to the deadline, maybe that's a different story. But if you move Giolito, you have to get a pitcher back in return. Right, and it's got to be a guy in the future. You can't just trade; they shouldn't be in the business of trading a pitcher and not getting one back. Right, you've got to fill that. Well, they're not that particular just,
0: spot. Just uh, so weak. Yeah, I mean, we've so, got nothing there re- ready to uh, to help us out. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a bad situation. Uh, yeah, I I don't know you're, you're probably, if people are calling, you're like, okay, Well, just stay tuned because we're in one of the worst divisions of all time. And we, anybody could win this division. The Tigers Mm -hmm. are like what three games out or something, maybe less. I I don't know that no one thought that was going to be a happening. No one thought the socks were going to be think this bad. Um, So yeah, maybe it's stay tuned, but outside of may, And I'm trying to stay in the present, but once you get to June and July, though, this schedule gets different. I mean, we've got you've got the Yankees, you've got the Marlins, you've got the Dodgers, you've got Seattle, Texas, Boston, uh, the Angels in June. I mean,
1: that's yeah. June is not going to be quite as uh, much of a a cakewalk as May is, but you know, who knows what kind of momentum you have built up. Right, I mean they've yeah, they started sure. out this year as we all saw. It was awful, and it was the losing became so contagious it couldn't we couldn't get out of our own way. Uh, if the if the ball is rolling downhill and the hill is full of ice and and you're gaining some <laughs> momentum and you're a, you're a locomotive that's out of control, does it matter who you play? I mean it's it's usually about you know not who you play, it's when you play them type of thing. Yeah. I don't know what the Yankees are going to be like in June. Neither do you. We do have Miami on the schedule. Detroit, Detroit is, you know, a surprise right now. But will they be continuing to play with their, you know, the way they're playing? I yeah. don't really know. And you know, Boston at the end of June, again, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of out of all this stuff. You know, things change. Injuries happen. And, and again, the team may just feel different about itself. Maybe it's, maybe it's the team that we envisioned when we talked about this team winning 90 plus games, when we've, you know, previewed the season, I, I really don't know. So I, I'm not really about like looking at strength of schedule in June. I I'm just more worried about how is this team playing? You know, and I, even we've talked about that before, Nick. Okay. If they lose a game, they're, they're going to lose games, Nick. That's baseball. But how did they look losing it? Did they take advantage of things? Did they shoot themselves in the foot or did the other team just beat them? Did They just get beat by a great starting pitcher that day. Um, I think, that for the most part, April we shot ourselves in the foot more often than not. I don't think it was seems necessary beating us. I think it was more self inflicted wounds.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, it's it's tough to it's tough to not stay in the present because you start looking down the line. But you you have to. You really have mm-hmm. to take it one game at a time. Stay right here. We've got several left with the AL Central. I think this is a critical week in Cleveland. Uh, in Detroit, um, and then and then kind of see where you're at, uh, you know, maybe after that. But Grafaule has mentioned, you know, that he doesn't look at standings. He doesn't really know how far back. I think he really tries to stay in the here and now, and I think that's a beneficial message uh, for the White Sox uh, these days especially. You know, like it was a, it was a deep, deep hole. This has been a fun week, uh, five and one on the, ho- on the homestand. You got your first uh, sweep again, it was the Royals, but the Royals ate our lunch, you know, yeah. in, in recent uh, memory. So for you to be able to just take care of business, really what it is, take care of business in front of your home crowd and and turn in some fun baseball, mm-hmm. you know, like home runs weren't flying out of the yard this past weekend but there was some good pitching and there was some timely hitting when we needed it.
1: Yeah. It's much better to talk about these types of games, Nick. And it'll be interesting to see what happens as we go out to Cleveland. I think Cleveland just got swept in a, in double header against the Mets uh, today. So they played a, a late game today. They're turning around, coming back and playing tomorrow after two today, we've got our undecided as far as a starting pitcher, as far as I can see. And we talked about before, Um, so it'll be very critical to continue to play. Well, this is now as on the, on the road, you know, today was a, like for me, like a must win sweep situation. I would love to say that's the situation for the next couple series, but you're on the road. You just got to find a way to win series. It doesn't matter how it gets done. You just got to find a way.
0: Yeah. I, I just good. I just want to see quality baseball, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, fundamentally sound, Monday could be interesting with what arm gets thrown against Cleveland. I think we're going to miss Bieber uh, in the series, but again, like we'll have to face Jose Ramirez um, and probably Josh Naylor, who I don't think Naylor has impressive, impressive numbers, but he just seems to, you know, show up and uh, do damage against the white sacks, uh, you know, over the last couple seasons. So uh, it, before we, uh, before we head off, Oscar Colas, um, man, he's been, you know, he's been looking like he should be ready to, to come up and, and, and reclaim his right field. I don't know if that's going to happen, Pat. I, I just don't know. Um, I just, I think you've got too much going on right now on the South side.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting conundrum. I guess you're looking more at, you know, you're, we talked about trades before, if does it finally the opportunity to strike while the iron's hot on one of these guys that you could move while the there's their stock is high. I'm talking more about one of these position players that you just can't fit on the field at the same time. Um, So, yeah, I, I think Colas, it's like, you know, as long as the, the we're moving in the right direction in terms of winning series and, you know, like it was this past weekend and sweeping, uh, you just let him get his bats and, and do the best he can down there. And, and, you know, in case of emergency break glass, but I wouldn't change things up for the sake of changing them up at this point.
0: Yeah. It feels like he's kind of stuck now. It's like, mm-hmm. you got, you got demoted. And I don't even know if it was your fault to begin with. You probably were in a situation that should have never happened. Um, But that's the, that's the white Sox way. And now it's like, I don't know how you're coming back. Uh, at this point. Uh, so something to keep eyes on. Hopefully, uh, we see Liam Hendricks soon. Um, and you know, no other injuries to the starting rotation. That would be nice and keep the winning ways going, Pat.
1: Yeah. Keep it continued. Thank you, uh, for, and sorry for anybody that was trying to get us to eight o'clock. We had to move back to eight 30, but a uh, great show, my friend, let's uh, continue to talk about some winning baseball. And again, 10 games under, but six games back or whatever it is, six and a half back, you know, there is life. We have a pulse the, 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 the the monitor hasn't gone flat yet. So let's just keep it enjoying it and, and hoping that we have uh, more wins to talk about next Sunday.
0: Yeah. It's just a better brand of baseball. It's fun. Uh, Obviously winning does that, but uh, I like, I definitely like what I saw this past week. So, Uh, always a pleasure buddy we'll do it again next sunday cheers folks thank you so very much for uh making this a part of your you know weekly entertainment i guess in terms of podcasts the product hasn't always been great on the field this year so thanks for hanging with us we are in season five believe it or not Uh, you can subscribe to our youtube channel check us out live uh, or go back and watch these videos uh you know, uh, at at your leisure, where audio is available absolutely everywhere. We're on Twitter, at GoodGuysTV. We've got a Facebook fan page. For Pat Hester, I am Nick Morawski. Until next time, go socks.